G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Yes, this is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil with over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit Robson Civil Projects. Dot com dot au. I'm with Steve Philp. How are you going? I'm good, Legend. Yourself? I'm going well. I'm going well. And uh, James Magnuson, how are you? Oh, I've got his phone on. Oh, <laughs> Maggie. That's a case that's of, a, that's that's a a five. Is it a case of beer? Is it? Yeah. I thought it was a case, case of beer. Of beer. Wow. Yeah. Go get us a beer in the break. In the TV world, if you're in a TV studio and a, and a phone goes off, you have to buy everyone in the studio a case of beer. Really? Now, yeah. I, I, let's go radio. It's a six pack. I'm happy with the six <laughs> pack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with I'll the have, six uh, pack. I'll have some cruises. Brooksy's, oh, cruises. <laughs> that's a true Raiders, Raiders fan. <laughs> yeah. Only to be drunk on a roof. Yeah, she wants uh, UDLs. That's what she's yeah, at. Yeah, I used to love UDLs. Oh, wow. Are they still around? I would never have yeah. picked that view. Yeah, yeah, UDL guy. I'm Passion not ashamed fruit. to still drink these. Passion fruit UDLs. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the best. You've just, run, you've just won like an Olympic medal and you head for the bar and you're like, where's the UDLs? <laughs> <laughs> Passion fruit. Yeah. Smashing a UDL hand into your, yeah. your can into your head, just like yeah. shotgunning it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, big time. <laughs> How are you going, Miss? I haven't seen you for a little while. You left us. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's been yeah, a while. I'm back. Time. I'm back in uh, the groove of Sundays again now. I love it. Yeah. Um, bit of morning radio, Vossi and Brandy. Vossi had monkey pox and Brandy was in uh, <laughs> New South Wales camp. So I was filling in for those boys. Mm-hmm. How but, was the um, early mornings for you? Oh, you were, you were a swimmer, right? So you were yeah. done a lot of early mornings. It was, it was better than getting up and swimming. Coming into a warm studio is nice, but you just rattled all day. Like I couldn't, and I'm not, I used to be a big napper during swimming. Like we'd train in the morning, then I'd yeah. nap two to three hours every day then train again at night but now I'm, I'm retired from swimming I feel really lazy if I nap during the day and I wake up all days from a nap so I wasn't napping I was getting to bed sort of 10 30 11 at night then getting up at 4 30 um so I was a little bit rattled for that three or four weeks I felt like I was in a bit of a daze well I told you about when I did it I fell asleep in front of a KFC yeah. yeah like, <laughs> out the back of a KFC. We've all done like, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for you, the UDL no, you gotta, you got to hear this story, Steve. Yeah. It's, yeah. This isn't the normal sort of falling asleep at a KFC. Oh, I've got to buy a beer now too. <laughs> no, I, I just, it was like 10 a.m. and I was just really craving some KFC after finishing the <laughs> breakfast with Jimmy. And I just w- drove, it was actually probably about 9.30. KFC doesn't open until 10 a.m. Right. Like, are you- they are they kidding? Yeah, that's that that's should be a, a twenty four. That's a twenty four hour. That's a that's, joke. Yeah. Anyway, so I thought I'll just go park my car like around like a side street and just have a little nap till they open. This is the greatest story ever. <laughs> is it? It's like not only have you fallen asleep, but you're a desperate waiting for KFC oh, to open. Oh yeah, I'm sick. <laughs> I've got problems. Anyway, and I just fell asleep for literally like an hour and woke up and had no clue what was happening. Like I didn't know. I was like, have I been to work? Like what am I? I just was so confused. And then, like, in the background, I saw the colonel. Oh. I, I put it all together, and I was like, I know exactly what's going on it's here. It's like full KFC junkie. It is. <laughs> it's, it's My dealer the... isn't up until 10 a.m. Oh. 
but yeah, like uh, if you take a nap in the daytime, you wake up, you don't know where you are. Oh, so rattled. Yeah, so rattled. So rattled. I once did that. I woke, uh, had a bit of a nap, got up, thought it was the morning again, got dressed to go yeah. to work and I'd already been at work. So, oh my God. And you know, have you ever had this dream? So I've been at work, um, gotten home, gone to bed, dreamt that I went to work, Woken up, so you've technically done two shifts, right? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. I, I've tried to invoice. Like, I've sent an invoice in saying, wow. listen, I, I dreamt I'd worked the whole night. Yeah. As, but it, yeah. Question for both of you, and I'll, I'll give you my own version first. So as a comedian and as a presenter, is there like a reoccurring dream for your profession? So the reoccurring dream as a swimmer is one of two things. You stand up on the blocks yeah. and you've forgotten your swimmers, oh. so you're naked, <laughs> or you dive in the pool and yeah. the swimmers come straight off in okay. front of a crowd of you know, 20,000 people. So again, mm. and I think it's a reoccurring thing for swimmers is like, I forgot something, my goggles, my cap, or I'm naked in front of people. I'm quite often naked in my dreams, but it's a different kind of <laughs> night. <laughs> I'm out the front of a KFC. No. Uh, no. <laughs> I've 100% constantly had dreams that I've got up and I'm not wearing any, like I'm reading the news and I'm not naked, I'm naked which yeah. I almost was on the, on the during the week. Wow. Because <laughs> right. Here we go. Here we go. I, I sat down just before I went on air and completely split my dress. Oh, so no. I had too much KFC and I had to strategically <laughs> hold my scripts oh, to the side man. because I was like, oh, this is, there's no time to change. So I was like, right here, well, ratings are up tonight. We're running with it <laughs> or down. Does anyone do that in at Channel 10? Like, do they go jacket on, shorts down the bottom? You know, like, I know Ron Wilson doesn't work there anymore, but like Sandra Sully, she rock, rocking like a nice blouse on the top. Well, no, and then not just... in news because you can always see all of us. But if you're on a show where you can get away with like the bottom looking. Yeah. Yeah. Rare, absolutely. But I also have this like recurring dream that I haven't written anything and I get up there to. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah. And I've just forgotten my whole, what I do. Yeah. yeah. Surely you must have nightmares as a comedian, like people don't laugh or... Well, yeah. that's the most high pressure. Yeah. Yeah. They're actually not called nightmares. It's called real life when you, <laughs> <laughs> when you get up on stage and you've had too many beers or something. No, I don't No, I don't dream a lot about work. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, okay. I dream about playing footy again and weird stuff like that. Really? So yeah, all of a sudden I'm back playing... Not for, and it's weird. It's not with my old team. It's like all of a sudden I'm in the Newcastle Knights team. Oh, right? nice. Right. But it's completely Are you normal. playing well? Yeah. Oh, sorry, you can never get the ball quite a way, you know, like in yeah. those dreams where you're running or you're, and you're, you're real fighting. slow. Yeah, yeah, you can't get your hands up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I want to ask you about hecklers. Do you ever get heckled? Well, not anymore, no. Like, I, I don't know. I think heckling certainly happened back in the day. Yeah, right. A fair bit. but um, Everyone does it on a keyboard now. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's where the heckling occurs now. Yeah. But no, I, look, I haven't been at a gig where anyone's yelled out anything bad. But there, there certainly has been times where... um. One of the great heckling stories from a mate of mine, Mick Meredith, uh, who's one of Australia's greatest comedians, he he did a really bad gig at a place called The Private Bin in Canberra. Mm. Um, you would have been in there a couple of times, cheap, near Mooseheads, I think, yep. I think it is. And On my way to Moose. Yeah. yeah, he's done the gig and it didn't go great because it's a nightclub immediately after the comedy finishes. So a lot of people uh. go the back end of the comedy, just yeah. the nightclub to be opening. Yeah. Yeah. And he has a really average gig and he plays guitar in his shows. And on the side of his guitar, he's got Mick Meredith and his phone number if you want to book him for gigs. So he's driven from Canberra back to Sydney, having had one of the worst gigs ever. And he just pulls up his car into the driveway. So what, two and a half hours later, he opens the door. Just the second he opens the door, his phone rings. And he's like, that's weird, because it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm. So he's like, hello? This guy goes, are you the comedian who just did a gig at the private bin in Canberra? <laughs> he goes, yeah. And he goes, you're shit. And then he hung up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the most perfectly placed heckle. He's waited exactly just as he would have known when he was walking inside, but he would have been like, 
And how drunk would the guy have been to be yeah. that he may have forgotten it? would have been like, just in the nightclub oh. going, I'm going to call him. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the one. I'm going to call him. Yeah. I have been heckled online a couple of times. I did something for the footy show once and I didn't want to do it. And they kept saying, we do this socials for us. And I said, I don't want to be online copying abuse from people. Yeah. And I, I, as it turned out, I think I read from all the socials, something like 500,000 people saw it and there was only two bad comments. One comment was, I've been in the footy show a few times. So I used to do the audience warm-up there. Um, and he said, I've heard you, you do the same jokes all the time. And it's like, yeah. mate, whatever job you do, you do the same thing at work most yeah, of the time. Of course, right? yeah. Yeah. Of course I'm going to do this. Like, not everyone comes every week, so you do yeah. the same jokes. Yeah. And then another guy, I'd just done a gig in Newcastle that was one of the most horrific gigs. It was a corporate. No one was into it. The guy running the gig told me to rip right in hard, and it was yeah. a more conservative crowd than that. So uh, supposed to I've do... been in those crowds. Oh, it's so, you feel awkward. like... You just want to hug the person yeah. on because you're like, I'm laughing inside. Oh. <laughs> and I, it was a Newcastle gig. I'm from Newcastle. I've never had a bad gig up there. Everything always goes good because I know the area and the people. And five minutes in, I'm like, oh, this isn't going where it's supposed to go. Yeah. Uh, it's at the Belmont 16 Footers Club. Anyway, I, 10 minutes in, I'm, I can't resurrect it. And I'm like, this has been, this sucks. I'm leaving and just took off. <laughs> and in the in the comments from the footy show thing, this guy wrote, hope you go better than you did at the Belmont 16 Footers Club. <laughs> and I was like, oh, mate, I'll take that. I'll, That's I not to too that. bad a comment, yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. Like, considering I'll the send comments. you some. I've got there's some rippers. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, people. Yeah, that's actually really kind. I wish people only wrote that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Phil, but you met um, John Williamson. I did. Yeah, the great John Williamson. I've always been a massive fan of John Williamson. That's really cool. From the old school days, like uh, he had a great some rip rip wood chip and oh, this classic. Remember this one? Everyone knows this one. Hey, true blue. Oh. Wow. Don't say you've gone. It's iconic, yes. isn't it? It's yeah. uh, Maggie, do you know that one? Yep, I know yeah. that one. Because yeah, I mentioned yeah. John, I met John Williamson, and then we sort of started talking about another John, who was Johnny Diesel, and both of you looked at me like I was speaking in Czechoslovakian. You were like, who? Um, you don't know this song? I didn't know who sung it. I know this song. One of the greatest guitarists ever. I actually really like this song, but I didn't know who sung it. Yeah, you said you met him. At Channel well, 10? Well, no, it's, yeah, it was, yeah. He came into Channel 10, and so he was just sort of in the in the makeup room. The Like, the girls were really excited. <laughs> um, and um, I was sort of like, then he was on Studio 10, and I was like, oh, who's, who was that? Who's that? And they, they were horrified at me. They were like... What era was he again? Uh, Diesel was like eight, 80s, 90s. Yeah, okay. yeah. He, so I wasn't born. No. I, <laughs> was my yeah, same. There was a yeah. lot of these Smash Hits 88 tapes. I don't know if you remember these tapes. So they'd be like nah. Smash Hit magazine would have, they'd put together a compilation. No. Of like, yeah, yeah. Do you remember no. Smash Hits magazine? No. <laughs> what about, was that we a were TV more, show I think I think our era was more like So Fresh, Hits of Summer. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So they slapped. They yeah. were good. If only, so uh, good. Yeah. Like yeah. Aussie Post or People magazine. Do you remember those ones? <laughs> they should have put together their list. But do you know what? It, it, got, it got me thinking about when I met John Williamson at this rugby show. He always sings at the rugby, you know, yeah. the test matches. Yeah, and the, he does. The, the crowd love it. And the f- yeah. rugby league doesn't have that. We always wheel out Grinspoon or uh, yeah. the, the Veronicas at a state of origin or something. Yeah. I feel like we need our own version of we John Williamson. Who do you reckon? What, yeah, you... I don't know. I mean, Jess Malboy, she comes out a bit and I'm a big fan of hers. So Yeah, she's I, good. Yeah, I, mean, I think she's... the Penrith boys would put in a vote for 1-4. A oh. bit of Western Sydney drill rap. Yeah. <laughs> what <are> they? <laughs> Hilltop Hoods, what happened to them? They were cool. Oh, Hilltop Hoods are good. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. What about Peter Coombs? Do you remember him? 
No. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He was a kids performer, but he came quite, because now all the kids are adults. Yeah. He's now yeah, got yeah. a cult now following. He's popular. Well, um. He had, this is a song he had though. You might remember this. It was Bob the Kelpie. Okay. Sheep are cute. Sheep are beaut. Sheep, sheep are soft and curly. <laughs> when I take them into town, I have to start up early. <laughs> no, I uh, I don't know. Nah, no. No at all. But I know John Williamson because I was raised by my grandparents and they were big John Williamson and um, uh, Slim Dusty. Oh, Slim, Slim Dusty. Right? Actually, on my Slim Dusty like... still with us or is no, brown bread? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Go on. I always find that too no, quite horrific. <laughs> it's actually worse than saying they're dead. I think. <laughs> but it's actually quite funny. Because um, he's on my, my I'm just gonna ignore you. <laughs> he's on my um, like my iPod. I guess you would call it my iPod, but like it's an iPhone. And so often I'll have like you know, Ace, ASP, Rocky, and like you know Eminem and everything playing, and then Slim Dusty comes on. If oh, I can't, it's okay. a real rare playlist That's going unreal. on. That is rare. Maybe yeah. some people, if anyone's listening right now, they could. And I don't mean if anyone's listening. I mean when you are listening. Right? <laughs> um, give us a text on oh four five seven seven three six seven three six and let us know who you reckon could take could be the rugby league version of John Williamson. Get yeah. the crowd singing along and I like Josh it. Pike or. Yeah. Oh, I like Slim. He's a bit of Slim. But unfortunately, he's brown bread, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You guys are terrible. We're moving on. Coming up after crunch time, 4 p.m. Best of Morning Glory with Maddie Johns. 5 p.m. pregame show, the Bulldogs and the Rabbitohs. Um, And then we've got the call after that. Round 18 results, Sharks 26 defeated the Cowboys 12. Eels 28 defeated the Warriors 18. Roosters 54 over the Dragons 26. Seagulls, 42, defeated the Knights, 12. And Broncos, 16, defeated the Titans, 12. After the break, we will chat all of that. Well, they held on for 39 minutes and 50 seconds, but an absolute delight of a pass. And now we've got a bit of a scuffle. Jollifor away from Kennedy. Jollifor almost there. Oh, they got under him. He thinks he scored. And it's given. It's a try. Titans retake the lead. Back to the open side. Gamble goes himself. Oh, a sensational pass. And Adam Reynolds plunges over. So the Broncos 16 defeated the Titans 12. Broncos rested Corey Oates, Pat Carrigan, Kurt Capel and Selwyn Cobbo. Obviously all in origin. Selwyn Cobbo is probably going to be out for a few weeks after that nasty head clash. Payne Haas uh, was also injured, uh, as we know. I almost tipped the Titans in this one. Well, that would be a big mistake, wouldn't that it? That would have been a mistake. But I, but I did think just with all of those uh, players out that maybe this was the one they were going to win. Yeah, I think for the Titans, I'm glad to see that they're finally trying to change things up a little bit. They brought in Booth at dummy half, who I thought was a big improvement. Um, and they had uh, young 5'8". Uh, what's Turner? his name? No, not Turner. <laughs> It'll right. come to me. It'll come Turner to Boyd. me. Turner Boyd. Yeah. Where's he been all season? He looks really good. He's played a fair bit of nine. Like, he's come off the bench yeah. a bit and come up nine. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. There's been a few positional changes wrong. Like, the hooker, is it Aaron Clark? Yeah, Aaron he, Clark. He moved yeah. back to lock, which is what he traditionally does play. And he had a great game. Yeah. And, yeah. and Booth was good as well. Yeah. But the, for the Broncos, like, the show goes on. Adam Reynolds looks great. I think maybe not this year, but I think next year a premiership window might be opening up. For the Broncos. Reese Walsh going there is huge. Oh, like Big signing. Yeah, massive. Let's uh, listen to Kevin Walters on the finals footy. 
Oh yeah, look, Pete. We're not really. We haven't not, don't speak about finals footy. We just speak about you know each week and getting you know just trying to get better as a group. Particularly um, our defence. I thought it was our scramble defence tonight was was really good. And all those little parts of the game is what you need for us to get to where we want to go. And you know we haven't we haven't spoken about it. It's not a, a goal of ours in the atmosphere at the Broncos is to win premierships, and that's what we're about as a club. We've thrown that out there, and when that happens, you know, I don't know, but we're, we're heading in the right direction for all that to, to take place. It wouldn't shock me if the Broncos made the grand final now. This year? Yeah. Well, you don't think so? It would shock me. Would but, it? Yeah, it would shock me. I think just the way just... that they'd be sort of been building with resting that many players out and still having the depth. You know the most exciting thing, I think, about the run home now for the rest of the NRL season? Uh, I was watching New South Wales the other night, right? And Queensland bullied us. And the players that they really bullied, uh, uh, the bulk of those players come from the Penrith team. Oh, that excites you. <laughs> Queensland gave the, every NRL team the blueprint of how to beat the Penrith Panthers. You get up in their, if their face, you bully them, you don't stand, you don't stand off. Um, Jerome Luai gets over the top of you. You hammer him all game. On. Kick pressure. That's how you beat the Penrith Panthers. And so I think this competition now is actually wide open. I think there'll be a lot of scar tissue for those seven or eight Panthers players out the back of origin. And I think that's the blueprint now to beat them. And I think teams like Parramatta, Melbourne, I think even the Broncos on their day can upset uh, the Penrith Panthers. So I think it's no longer a, a one-horse race. The one thing also that the Panthers um, have not experienced a lot is being on the back foot Yeah, a lot and then having yep. to come back. They yeah. usually just get out to those fast starts and then the game's pretty much over. Mm. So, yeah, you you could be right. Get yeah. out in front yeah. of their face. I do see a bit of that. I mean, you still got your kick owls and your yeah. James Fisher James Fisher Harris. That's probably the True. two. That's probably the two that kind of stand up to those bully tactics. Yeah, <laughs> but um, if you pressure Cleary and Luai, they've got mistakes in them. Yeah. Um, the same as, as we saw from Stephen Crichton. I saw actually just this is a little off topic. Sorry, but. I saw a quote yesterday from Cherry Evans saying uh, the Queensland team spoke about and focused on in that game uh, getting up and smashing Matt Burton to take his kicking game out of the, the picture. Right. Jeez, they mission successful yeah. there. Yeah. Not only did they bash him metaphorically, they literally <laughs> assaulted the bloke. But yeah. uh, I thought that was interesting that he came out and said, yeah, that was in our cheat sheet to take out uh, Matt Burton. So rather than talking about Lua, they were actually targeting Burton. The interesting thing coming also from that game is Tino is going to play the Bulldogs next week. Love let's, it. Let's hey. listen to what he's got to say about that. Uh, we'll wait and see. Um, he's looking pretty good, but we won't we won't rush him. We've still got a lot of games to get through this year, and um, if he's available for us and fit and ready to go, we'll certainly play him. But if he's not, we'll give him another rest because uh, we've got a bigger turnaround into the Tigers. I think it's like a 10-day turnaround, so... That might suit pain. Whatever suits pain best, we'll, we'll run with that because we've got a good, good group here. That was actually on uh, Selwyn Cobbo, so the head clash that he had. But if we've got – do we have the audio there of the Tino playing the Bulldogs next week? Yeah, we'll, we'll just listen to that one. Tino, are you looking forward to the, the Bulldogs game? Apparently a few of the Bulldogs have put a bit of a target on you after the, the Burton run-ins and stuff mm. like that in Origin. Is that is – that, Worry you, or do you think about anything like that going into a game against an opponent? No, it's just another game footy. Just go out there, have a crack, and go hard, and all good. Just bring it on next week, then. You're the Bulldogs fan here, James. <laughs> yeah, so he's referencing Tavita Pengai Jr. Okay, uh, he came out and said not happy 
about what happened uh, during Origin and that he's going to seek some retribution for his good mate, Matt Burton. Um, Tina, uh, sorry, Pengai Jr. was at Matt Burton the back half of last year at the Panthers Mm -hmm. and they won the comp and then he came from Penrith across to to the Bulldogs and he's good good friends with Matt Burton. So he's not happy and he's seeking retribution. Mm. Um, That is a mouthwatering battle. Tino and Pengai Jr., two thoroughbreds. Yeah. Mm. Would you, um, this week a lot of people have been saying Tino is a bit of a thug or a grub. I've heard that a bit and I've, you know, in that scu- in that scuffle in the origin, uh, and he was holding him. Mm. I sort of feel like that's something maybe we all would have done. I don't think he was holding him so that uh, Gagai could do the punching. I think he was just sort of trying to grapple with him and get him to the ground. And then I don't know if you saw last night's game, but Adam Reynolds was trying to kick a goal, and Tino was yelling abuse from the yes. si- from yeah, the sideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, didn't hang rattle, on a minute, Harry, <laughs> you are a grub. <laughs> I, was, I was defending you all week, and then look at you. Here. Yeah, I, was, I, I think he's got a bit in him. Yeah. He's definitely got a Reynolds bit in him. Did it at all there. Nah, like, cool, calm, and collected. Cool and calm. He's yeah. fine with it. He's probably copped that from the crowd plenty of times. Um, I actually thought the same as you. When I first saw him grab him in Origin, I actually thought he was sort of not trying to break it up, but trying to get him down and just sort of end it. Yeah, that's what it felt like to so me. So I didn't actually think it was... I thought it was all right that he tried to get him down. It was when he reefed his neck back over the <laughs> other side of his yes. body that it didn't yeah, yeah, look yeah. great. But I th- you know what made that look so much worse? There were four Queenslanders there before there was one New South Welshman to defend Burton. Yeah. Usually there'd be, you know, two or three other players from the, the other team that are there to kind of pull Tino off or yes. pull like, he had Tino on him. Then Tom Gilbert came and jumped on top of him. Then Carrigan came and jumped on top of him. And then who was the first man there for the Blues was Coruscant, like minutes later. Yeah. So all the layering up and the standing over knocked out players didn't really translate when the punches were actually being thrown, did no, it? No, not what at all. What about the the reaction to the re- the fight as a whole? Was there enough sort of punishment for it? Was there – what did you think? Look, uh, it's a spectacle, and uh, obviously the Biff added a, a, a lot to that spectacle. Does it fly in, in normal NRL? No. D- did I think it was a good look? The Tino part wasn't, but two guys going one-on-one I thought was exciting for the crowd. Uh, I, I didn't like the punishments handed down. I thought Tino deserved more. I thought he deserved 10 in the bin at the time. But we're all talking about it, so it can't be anything but um, good for, for the origin spectacle. Can it- I just say one thing that I think will – it'll probably annoy a lot of people, but um, – I plan on winning lotto and retiring soon, so <laughs> YOLO. Hang, um, hanging out the front of KFCs. But the one thing that changed my view on it was actually watching something in the news the next day. I was, like, you know, really pumped up with Origin. I thought, this is great, Origin, blah, blah, blah. And then I actually watched the news. I was watching ABC News the next day, and they were doing a report on um, this domestic violence report that had come out during the week and um, talking about kids and, and things like that is reported that had been released. And one of the things in the report was saying how those big sporting days, Origin, NRL Grand Final, AFL Grand Final, are the most dangerous for women and children in domestic violence situations. Wow. And that made me sick to my stomach that mm. I had watched that and, like, enjoyed this really big, like, fight and everything. Yeah. And then... I thought, while well, I was like having the greatest time of my life, someone else was fearing for theirs. Yeah, yeah. it's very sobering. And, yeah. and, I, and it made me feel sick. And yeah. I just thought, no, this is why we've actually got to get this out of the game. Because getting too passionate about any sport 
it's actually dangerous. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I've read that a stack of times that no matter what the sport is, the triple O calls go up, um, you know, and this is just a, a number, but like somewhere in the 50% range. And That's I don't crazy. know if it's necessarily just because there's a fight in the game. I think it's just the sporting. It, I don't, I'm not even sure why, and it should never happen, obviously. But I think regardless of whether there's punches thrown on the field, I think punches are being thrown in houses and it's not good enough. Exactly. Yeah. But I just think taking that passion, that was passion gone too far in the game. And yeah. I think that's where you sort of need to stop it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so the fact that I'd sort of sat there and in, enjoyed all this like, you know, passion, yeah. I was like, this is actually a little bit, anyway, we've gone a bit serious. We'll take it back to the fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is NRL Crunch Time with thanks to Robinson Civil. We'll be back after the break. Cherry Evans goes wide. Polar stepping. Too good from close range. The teenage rookie, he goes in. And Manly have first points. It was a lovely ball. Here's Braley, Milford, Gagai, Young. Kicks it back infield. Nobody there but Adam Clune. Who gets there in time? Tremendous chase. And what about the kick from big Dominic Young? An absolute beauty. Here's a chance. Davey into a pouring hole. He comes to Saab. Young chasing. Can't ankle tap him. And Saab scores to put the Seagulls back in front. With a weird chance of his left edge. Good hands from Fitzgibbon. He puts Juala into space. He's got Ponga backing up on the inside. Caelan Ponga came from nowhere. Last play. Down the short side again. Forward. Back to Cherry Evans. Oh, it's magical. The old firm. Forward and Cherry Evans. Really turning it on. That was something to watch. Here's Garrick. Here comes Oella Kulatu. He turns the ball inside out. He'll reach out as well. Amali Oella Yeah, that was the Seagulls, 42, defeating the Knights, 12. It doesn't get any better for the Knights, really. But just under 16,000 people at Four Pines Park. That is a sensational crowd, really. Yeah, they come out of the woodwork when the Eagles are flying and they're looking good back after the year. It's not a nice place to be for the Eagles when they're not flying. Last night was really interesting in how, you know, it's always interesting to see how players back up after State of Origin. Two two guys that had absolute blinders in the Origin 3, Daly Cherry Evans and Kalen Ponga, absolutely starred last night. Kalen Ponga is on a proper heater right now. He is flying. I don't know if you heard this um, in the lead up to the game. I'm a passionate Knights fan and Ruben Garrick really annoyed me. He came out in the press and said, and he was probably baited to say something like this, but he goes, Ponga played at Suncorp Stadium. He goes, that's nothing like coming to Four Pines Park. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? Like, firstly, what, that you sound like a dick. And secondly, Ponga's <laughs> gonna Ponga's gonna go nuts tonight. And he did. Yeah. Yeah. He just didn't yeah. really have anyone to go with oh, him. It was it was mainly Seagulls versus Kalen Ponga almost. Yeah. He did everything. He set every try they scored, he set up. Line breaks, he either made or set up. They're pretty much a one man team at the moment. I, I was thinking they were, they'd paid overs for Ponga. Signing him on a million bucks from next year onwards. That's how you starting... make a one-man team, though. You sign people on over. Yeah, yeah, but I think he's starting to justify that price tag. Yeah, he, I was impressed last night, and I, yeah. I've been I, again. I'm not one of those Ponga haters. Um, the comments after Origin on the Knights fan pages were just like, "How good would it be if he played for the Knights like this?" And oh, really? It's like oh, he, really? He, he does. He yeah. does try to play like this, but okay. there's no one that goes with him. So or... not all Knights fans are pro Ponga. No, no. If you really? want to, yeah. You, you oh, know. I think he. 
there was massive damage done in how that whole that whole scenario yeah. played out. For it sure, wasn't great, was it? Fans. It's it's just fans in general too, though. Like, yeah, you, you know, you, clubs have the worst fans and the best fans, don't they? They all pile on. Look, the Knights were well in this game. Yeah, right? they were. Um, uh, there was someone ended up in the bin. Can't remember who went to the bin. Um, anyway, Milford. Milford went to the bin, and yep. we scored a try while he was in the bin. Yeah. Then from that point on, Manly just at that point, Manly were very beatable. Newcastle yep. were right in the game. They scored that try on the short side where Cherry Evans decided to run on the last uh, and in through the no looker, the, the four and through a no looker. He threw a no looker. An incredible try. And from that point on, Manly played absolutely faultless footy. Like the try yeah. in the corner where um, they kicked it to, uh, and scored. Like it was incredible. The Knights just couldn't go with them. So I don't think the scoreline was a reflection. And the Knights are in these games at the moment. It's happened the last few weeks against the Raiders. The Knights are sitting 13th. Yeah. Uh, below them, Bulldogs, Titans, West Tigers. Uh, above them, Warriors. Coaches sacked left, right, and center in that bottom bottom half of the table. And we know that um, defense wins games. They've got the second worst defense in the league. Let's take a listen to Adam O'Brien on the second half performance. Some, there'll be some disappointing stuff to look at as well. Um, but look, we lost three players, three key players and had a man in the bin. We had a fair bit to contend with. So, you know, there's a bit of an out there as well. So the five tries in the last half hour, there's an excuse in the back of your mind? Uh, no, the, well, three of them in particular, that's what I meant. There's some stuff there that we have to own. We have to look at. There's some guys that stopped. And unfortunately, that we, we need to eradicate that. And... Uh, we need everybody encouraging people to keep moving on those plays. Um, so certainly that's the stuff that we'll address. But yeah, like I said, there was, um, you know, it's a pretty red hot team they come up against. And they've shown, you know, they've shown that they like to tick that scoreboard over quite quickly here. And um, yeah, and we had some, yeah, down on troops, personnel. We had a fair bit to contend with positionally and had guys all over the shop. So, yeah, there's a little bit of both. But. Everyone's down on troops. He, he runs with, he runs with the excuses line a lot. Yeah. yeah. Every press conference. What so. do you think as a fan when you hear that? Like, he's basically just made excuses for why they've lost and said it was a red-hot team they played. We're referencing there the eighth place, yeah. mainly Seagulls, not the one, first or second Storm or Cowboys no. or, or Panthers. <laughs> how, how do you feel about that as a Knights fan when you hear those excuses rolled out? Yeah, look, I, I remember I heard Matty John say it last week about how when coaches say stuff like that, they go, look, we had a few players out or whatnot. How do the how do the players who've come in feel about that? Because yeah, they're point. at training, they turn up, they yeah. do everything right. Instead yeah. of blaming that, like you look at the Broncos again from last night, they seem to be in a bit of a next man up like Melbourne did. So they've had a bunch of fullbacks now this year. Yeah. Um, each time someone comes in, they yeah. end up cementing their spot. So it was yeah. T Martin for a bit. Now it's um, Nui is in there. Um, and even on the wingers, each of the wingers have come in. So both the wingers weren't there last night. And those two wingers had stormers. Yeah. So the Broncos, Zach Hosking came in, you know, couldn't get a game. Any, couldn't get a game in Newcastle, goes up there. And is, all of a sudden he can't get dropped out of the team either. So I feel like you start blaming the players on stuff or say looking for excuses. You're not owning it enough. And I think that's what he doesn't do is clearly, and you mentioned this off air to me, Newcastle have got one of the best packs on paper in the comp. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two Saifidis. Look how well Jacob played in Origin the other night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he was incredible. An instant yeah. came Two on. Two Saifidis, a Clemmer, a Frizzell. Yep. It's a gun for Braley, back Braley, yeah. A lot of rep experience there. Yeah, there's yeah. something's not right. And it's to me, it's the halves. Um, yep. Milford 
I really hope they don't sign Milford. And Milford's been good for us coming back into the team, but he's not your solution moving forward. Um, Clune's stopgap. Obviously, they signed Clune to be a backup to Pierce, yeah. and they never replaced the halfback. So yeah. we clearly need to buy a halfback. They were talking about Chinese Munster, but that's probably not going to happen. But they've got money to sign a quality halfback. I think you need a leader. That's why I think Jackson Hastings is probably where I'd look to. He's a, he's a real leader on the field. He talks a lot. You just yeah. need someone to be able to push the ball around for Ponga. Yeah. And then let him do his stuff. Adam O'Brien did uh, speak on the spine as well. Let's take a listen to that. The 10 different spine is, is a big thing for us. You know, the, you know, waking up this morning, I was really excited to have Brails play with this guy, with Milf um, and, and Adam Clune. So, you know, that's one game that they've had together. And that was what I was probably alluding to. We can build on that. But, yeah, there's no doubt that it's been a season that's just plagued with injuries again. <laughs> just before we take a break and just looking at DCE, is he your kangaroo's halfback? Because I was so against this at the start of the year and now yeah. I'm starting to be like, ooh, he's good, isn't he? <laughs> he's good. He's a backs-to-the-wall kind of guy too, isn't he? Yeah. Like he, he loves it and he thrives in it. And, you know, for a guy that's been polarised a lot throughout his career for whatever reason, I don't even know what, what, what it well, is. Well, the Titans. Yeah, the backflip yeah, of the, the Titans yeah. probably. Yeah. But I, yeah. I think he at this point, Origins used to be – the place where you get selected for the test matches. And if that's the case, he is the number seven. Yeah. I think we, we'll have to see what plays out the back half of the year, of course. If you're choosing it off the, at the end of last year, it'd be clear because he got the Clive Churchill in the, at the, towards the end of the year. So I think see how the, the final series plays out. Clear he's got a lot more potential. There's probably more strings to his bow. But uh, he's just come up short a couple of times in big moments of late. But for mine, it's it's still Cleary at this stage. Um, but but Cherry Evans is certainly in that squad. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. We'll be back after the break. He's Walker. He was in the Queensland squad. He got a little pass away to Manu. Flicked it out now to Radley. They won't catch Victor. Victor's away from Suley underneath the black dot. Well, out of nothing. They've been under pressure and they've responded. It was Tedesco that did it. Then the class of Walker finds Radley. And they get away, score the try. Radley floats it out the back to Walker. Crichton. Oh, brilliant work. That was a moan. Just dragged him down. Now out of dummy half go the Roosters. They're looking to get it down. They did. There he is again. Who else? Joey Manu. He scored two tries today, and they've gone a, a tally of two metres. Now, out of dummy half goes Beryl's ball. Walker spun out of the tackle. Well, Benny Hunt's done everything right this afternoon, except missed the tackle on Sammy Walker. Crichton's got to this. Go! Shut the gate. One, two, three. In about four minutes straight, and now the Roosters extend their lead. Desco dummy, Teddy, roll over, scored. Who else? Yeah, that was the Roosters and the Dragons. Plenty of points scored with that one. Jimmy Smith has uh, come in with you for you, um, James. Hey, James, remember when I said the Sydney Roosters were a better side than the United Dragons on SEN League? Yeah, so he he came out on a on the breakfast show one morning and said. Even though the Roosters, I think at the time, were 10th or 11th. Ex-Roosters player, we should play. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Roosters tragic. And the Dragons, I think, were 7th or 8th. He said, regardless of their position on the table, the Roosters are a much better side than the Dragons. 
And Dragons fans took that bait, hook, line, and sinker. They were going nuts. Did he have Jimmy. to be escorted safely out yeah, of the building? Yeah, there were pitchforks at the door. Um, <laughs> but he said, look, I'm commentating the Dragons-Roosters uh, games in a couple of weeks, and I'm going to have my vindication then. Oh, that's hilarious. Sure enough. 54 points put on the Dragons. So. He is talking like this game's a top-of-the-table clash. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, I know. He's talking a lot of game for a team that's coming 10th. Like, yeah, I know. And against another team who is, what, ninth. Like, come on, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Calm yeah. down, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just on this game, Joey Manu, when he gets his hands on the ball more often than not, he's he's a revelation. Like, he's he can't go back to centre. He can't. He's a fullback or a 5'8". He's someone who gets his hands on the ball as much as possible. I said, remember where I said in the start of the season that I thought he was a million-dollar player? Yeah. Do you think that or no? Yeah. You do now? I'm on board. Yeah, oh. you jumped on board? For, if particularly for a Canberra West Raiders. Tigers. Uh, yeah, a Canberra Raiders. Are you listening? New, you? Newcastle Knights <laughs> looking for someone in the halves. Uh, the Dolphins should pay him 1.5. But obviously he re-signed with the Roosters under that salary uh, sombrero. We get out of that. Don't worry about um, it. Oh, he's so good. And he so comes good. up with new ways to score or set up tries, like faking a hamstring. Yes, uh, this was a very new way. Uh, sort of looked like he was maybe cramping up. The Dragons players looked like they I went, oh, hang on, he's got a bit of an injury here. And then he breaks through a gap and sets up uh, Momorowski. He looked fine running through the line, Jeez, didn't he? Yeah, that Sprinting injury. through the line. Did he come off after that, though? Yeah, he yeah. did. Well, they kind of had to, didn't yeah. they? they like, Is that a case of he was... It was sort of putting it a bit on, or was that a case of, oh man, I've got a bit of an injury here? Oh, hang on, there's a gap. You remember that old? Yeah. I don't know what era, maybe the '80s, but I feel like this used to happen back in the day where blokes had hide on the ground like that. Wasn't born, mate. Wasn't born. Yeah. <laughs> back in the slim, dusty Johnny Diesel era, um, where. Like, I remember players would sort of feign that they were down injured, then jump up at the last second and that would create an extra player on the short side or whatnot. Yeah, so, um, okay. Canberra Raiders, I think, were big for it. <laughs> oh, good. Well, then I'm on board. That's right. More yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, Trent Robertson actually uh, spoke about it after the game. Yeah, I get really lucky to coach guys like um, Teddy and Joey and that. Um, you don't have to coach them much at all. They've, they, they know the game better than you. You have to create an environment so they can perform. That's all. That's all our job is. And you know, you don't you don't touch them too much because they look after themselves and and you support them with a, hopefully an environment that allows them to play footy. And um, yeah, watching Joey play and Teddy play, it's just oh, it's so good to watch. It's so good to watch. <laughs> it's uh, it's good to hear he doesn't touch Joey too much at training. Oh, I just <laughs> he goes, I let them do that to themselves. That's that's his words. That was so like, weird. Right, and then I love the last bit where he goes. Oh, it's so good. So like he just he just opened a can of drink or something that he loved, like the greatest. It was like, oh. I mean, how did the other? How how's the, my job? Yeah. How's the rest of the team feeling? Because he didn't he didn't talk about anyone else except those two blokes. He goes, the rest of you, you're all rubbish. Uh, but Joey and Teddy, oh geez, I love them. Uh, <laughs> late run for the Roosters. Anyone seeing it? Uh, I think it would have already had to have happened. Okay. Yeah, and a few injuries yesterday as well. Um, yeah. Uh, a couple of guys getting hurt badly. Um, so, look, I, the Roosters are one of those teams where they'll play like that one week mm. and then the next week they're no good, you know. So the yeah. consistency has been their problem for most of the season. I think – I don't know that what their draw is like, Maggie. Do you know? Tough. Oh, a tough draw. Tough. I think yeah. they've got Rabideau's last game of the season, which will probably be – to get into the finals. Is that in the new stadium? Got, Have yeah, you done the, the new ladder stadium. predictor? Yeah, 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 I've done the ladder predictor. And it's they're probably going to be playing the Rabbitohs and need to win that to get wow. into the semifinals. 
first game at that new stadium. Wow. That'll be a bumper. I'd probably so get tickets good. to that as uh, a fan of neither side um, mm. just to, to watch the spectacle. <laughs> you could have just said, I'd like to go to the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, also, <laughs> said, James, because like you're not going to be watching your team in finals. No, I won't be. <laughs> I won't be. Um, if I just look ahead super quickly for the Roosters draw on the way home. So they've got Storm in Melbourne. Uh, West Tigers, that's no issue. Cowboys, uh, Broncos, Manly at Manly, uh, and Knights in Newcastle. So not an easy run home. No, and they're gonna. It's gonna be one of those things. They've just got to keep winning the next game. So they're gonna yep. have to keep winning. And Newcastle, Newcastle will be tricky. Newcastle haven't got the greatest record up this year, but we did beat the Roosters in round one comfortably. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Matt, the, you're on the top of the ladder after round two one. rounds. Two. Top two of rounds. the ladder. Do you know what I did? Right. So at the start of the year, I wasn't that confident because we didn't replace Pierce. So I yeah. went on for most losses for the Knights. Yeah. And after two rounds. We were on top of the comp. I cashed out. Oh. <laughs> oh. And then all of a sudden we were a chance of winning yeah. that venue. I, was like, oh. Oh, I think the doing? Knights will still get a couple on the way home, surely. The surely. Draws, the Knights' draws isn't, isn't too bad. We play the Titans. Um, we've got the Dragons. Um, Raiders again. Hey. Hey, hey, that's an easy uh, one. Hang on. <laughs> oh, they've got the Bulldogs as well. And the Bulldogs. <laughs> the Bulldogs. There we go. There we go. Where are we if, watching that one? At? If you were Trent Robinson uh, and... Uh, Kiri gets past the play, he overcomes his head knocks. What do you do? Do you put Manu back in the centres or do you put Kiri at halfback and bring maybe Sam Walker off the bench? How do you, Have three, I got three the centres available that I've got now? Has there been any yeah, no so injuries? Yeah, so it's Momorowski and Billy Smith are your centres. And I'd leave it. Billy Smith got stood up like a treat yesterday. Zach yeah. Lomax on the line. Like everyone was commenting Didn't even about touch him. No, about how good the footwork was, but defensively, it was mm. super average. Mm. So I think. If you think about that in terms of what you said, it's a great point. Maybe the centre needs to be – and maybe Manu can be freed up a little bit in the centre so he can come in and create more of a playmaking role. Um, but Kiri has to be in your team somewhere, right? I think, yeah, I think he's got to be. But he and uh, he and Walker just weren't clicking. I, I Yeah, I would, I would keep it the same. Yeah. Well, since Manu's been there, they took Penrith right down to the wire, had a couple of calls go just against them. They've smoked the Dragons. Um he just adds so much, Manu. I, I don't know if I'd put him back to centre, but again, I, I think you leave your centres pretty exposed when your starting centre pairing is Billy Smith and Momorowski. How good is the Central Coast ground? Yeah, did you see the ball go on oh, the road? No, the old mate <laughs> oh, got really out good. of his car, oh, yeah. tried to kick it, worst kick you've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> then just got back in his car and bugged off. Was, <laughs> Imagine if he gets out of his car and tries to kick it back into the stadium, puts up a Burton <laughs> torpedo. Oh, oh, this is the next big thing. Well, it was the Central Coast. I was half expecting him to get out of the car, steal the ball, get yeah. back in the car. <laughs> when I was watching it, that's what I thought. I thought, oh, he's going to take the ball and run with yeah. it. What a good bloke. Stand up bloke. Hey, we've got a couple of text messages here. Unfortunately for Cleary, Munster is far and away the best 5'8", so I would expect the selectors to choose the Queensland combination from an old berry that says you can give us a text on 0457 736 736, call on 1300 011170. We'll be back to talk the rest of the NRL round and the big news, including State of Origin after the break. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. This is NRL Crunch Time. Yeah, this is the second hour of NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil with over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. I'm with Steve Philp, I'm Jaleesa Abs and James Magnuson. 
Uh, welcome back to our listeners across the SEN network. If you missed the first hour of show, you can catch it on the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can join the conversation about today's show. Call one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. There was a text message here, um, Steve. You were talking before about who was like the NRL equivalent of John Williamson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the AFL. Hi guys, for a rugby league crowd, it has to be hunters and collectors. The Holy Grail, Mark from Mordale. Are they yeah. still alive? <laughs> they're not brown bread. They're, 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 um, they're fairy bread. There's one. There you go. You're going to be sent to the time. Who we? we were sending people to timeout last week, weren't we? We did, yes. Steve O'Keefe got a little bit dark and we um, we put him over in the corner. We were like, that's it. Then he ended up, because I don't know. And then he wanted snacks. Yeah. We were like, you can join. He's good at that. He, you, if, he, if he annoys you, he'll come back with about 700 bucks worth of snacks. And, um, yeah. Hey, Steve O'Keefe midweek. Resigned with the Sydney Sixers. Oh well, thanks well, for listening to our show, James. Because yes, we thanks. actually revealed that on the show last week. Oh really? Week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, that was last Sunday on Crunch Time. Oh. Uh, he revealed that uh, before he went a bit dark and had to go to the naughty corner. <laughs> he revealed he's resigned. How great! Yeah. How good is that? I uh, I asked him because I actually had had a text message during the week saying you didn't ask Steve about his contract last week. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was a, a DM, and um, <laughs> I. There's a lot going on in there. <laughs> but there was, a, there was a DM saying um, right. you didn't ask Steve about his contract last week. And I thought, oh, well, I'll ask this week. And to our surprise, he'd actually Did resigned. Resign. Yep. There you go. There you go. Uh, so good for him. World exclusive. I wish. I just wish you'd told me that KFC story earlier because I would have messaged Buzz Rothfield. You know how it's like spotted? Oh, yeah. Spotted, <laughs> spotted yeah. Jaleesa out the front of a KFC. KFC junkie yeah. Jaleesa out. Yeah. It's a frequent thing. You could probably <laughs> spot me again if you stay there long enough. Which KFC was it? Uh, it was the one like heading towards Parramatta. Okay. Um, mm. What's it? What's the suburb called? There's a few between North Sydney uh, and Parramatta. Yeah, no, no, the one, oh, what's it? The suburb. Oh, it's got the Bunnings there. Oh, well, that narrows it down. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's every half suburb. For the, yeah. for the Maccas, I usually go Gladesville, Maccas. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's where I can be spotted. Bunnings, uh, Bunnings are that big that by the time the shop ends, there's a new one starting. Yeah. yeah. Like, you could see them coming in there. But, yeah. uh, you know, uh, this is another reason why I like Newcastle so much, just on the KFC topic, is um, Newcastle has two great KFCs. So, firstly, the biggest KFC in the Southern Hemisphere wow. is in Newcastle. Ooh. Which suburb? Right in the city. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, right in the city. It's incredible. It's like a Bunnings of chicken. Like, and wow. here's another one. The only place ever in Australia to have all-you-can-eat KFC. Yep. And you know why it didn't last? Because people would take in shopping bags, right, plastic bags, and just load up a plastic bag oh full of God. like drumsticks oh, wow. and just take home 40 really? pieces of chicken. Wow. <laughs> why wouldn't you? And it didn't last. Another thing, McDonald's in Newcastle, the only place in Australia where they add brand new, like, so there was a Chinese range of McDonald's food yeah. in Newcastle. Oh, really? They tested it out in Newcastle. Only in Newcastle because they figure if someone dies, well, it's only Newcastle. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? But the McDonald's fried rice. It also has the only um, drive through only, so there's no actual, you can't go into it, but the only drive through KFC in Australia. Really? Yeah, so like wow. four lanes, you just go in, order, and someone comes out and brings you the food. Oh, so uh, they're big on fast food in Newcastle. Yeah, fatty boombas. I need, yeah. I need to move there. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There'd be a lot of snoozing for you, wouldn't Yeah, you? yeah, I'd be taking naps outside of all kinds of places. <laughs> <laughs> 
really <laughs> taking naps out. KFC, Maccas. Neither one of these sponsor us, so we probably oh, should stop damn. talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they may do after today's yeah. show. Right. I know. I want a personal sponsorship. They'd lose so much money on all I give them, though. Yeah. Um, West Tigers, they've locked in their head coach for the next five seasons. Pretty mm. sure this was not the plan. Tim Sheens will take over from interim coach Brett Kamali for seasons 23-24. Uh, and Benji Marshall has then signed a five-year deal with the Tigers. So he'll be the assistant coach under Sheens for the first two years. And then he will take on the head coaching role. What do you think about this, Missile? It's so West Tigers. So, West, so Tigers. West Tigers. So Tim Sheens, right, is the guy interviewing to give the head coaching role. So I, I assume he sits down and looks at his own CV and says, all right, resume. Sacked at the West Tigers, <laughs> sacked as Australian head coach, sacked mm. at two Super League clubs. So four sackings in the last decade. To be decade. fair, every coach generally gets sacked. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> uh, so he, he sits down and looks at his own resume and goes, sacked four times in the past decade. Yep, I'll make myself head coach. Will, it, will he sack himself as head coach if they don't go well? I'm not sure. He looks at a second CV and goes, Benji Marshall, retired nine months, coaching experience zero. I'll sign this guy on five-year contract. Like, my God, as West Tigers fans, sure, it's great PR that we've come out and said we've got past legends, uh, Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall. Let's not forget the Tigers let go of Benji Marshall not once but twice. Robbie Farah, who's the other assistant coach, let go by the club or relegated to reserve grade, let go to South Sydney, and then they brought him back eventually. So you've got three guys in charge of the club now that have all been sacked by said club. It just... It blows my mind, and I just feel sorry for Tigers fans because I don't understand what what the plan is there. It's classic Tigers, isn't classic. it? As you said, it's just it breaks. Of, that's the only thing they knew what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah I have sense. to say though, like props to um, Benji Marshall. I don't think that this would be what he wanted this early in his career, but he's put his hand up and gone. All right. I I can't sit here and let the club see the club. So I, he thinks that he can do something about it. He's put his hand up. I. Danny Weidler um, revealed in the paper today in the Sydney Morning Herald that there was a second play at Seraldo, a, a yeah. last minute, well, can we sign you on uh, two years um, sort of thing. So this is obviously not the plan. This no. was This obviously wasn't the initial plan, but... I guess pro- I, I, I think it's a bizarre one to be appointing someone as a head coach who yet has not coached at yeah. all and guarantee them a job. It's obviously never been done before. But props to Sheehan's and Benji for wanting to take on that responsibility, I guess, and going, well, you know what? If no one wants to come to this club. Seraldo didn't want to come to this club then we'll do it ourselves. And whether they're going to be successful or not, the thing that I find really funny is people are talking about recruitment of that's the big area that Benji Marshall is going to excel in is being able to draw the players in. What I think everyone forgets is that when he becomes a head coach in 2023, uh, he's in 2020, yeah, 2023. So there were were players in back when he went at his peak in 2005 that he'll be looking to sign that weren't even born at yeah. the heights of Benji Marshall. <laughs> so yeah. he doesn't really have the aura over the, those people as much as he does over us in the late thirties and uh, late twenties, thirties, forties who are saying this, Oh, you know, all these players are going to want to play for Benji Marshall. We feel that the players that I weren't born when they, for that premiership might not feel it. I've got this burning question that I, I just, for the life of me, cannot answer. If the Tigers 
do worse over the next two seasons and they've already signed Benji Marshall on a five-year contract, what then? Like, let's say next year Tigers get 14th, the year after it gets even worse and they get 17th. Then what? Do you keep Benji Marshall on as head coach and say, well, that was more Tim Sheen's fault because he was head coach? <laughs> yeah, and that's what will happen. Like, it's madness. Or, or do you pay out Benji and Robbie on these five-year deals? Like, it's... No, what will happen is they go, yeah, but Benji's next year. <laughs> do you yeah. guys feel like um, Tim Sheen's maybe was watched a little bit too much Celebrity, celebrity Apprentice? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he you just go, got in there. This guy's good. <laughs> he goes, mate, this guy knows how to run a business. Yeah. Oh, five-year deal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just sus on the whole the whole thing that's unfolded with the Tim Sheen's appointment. Um, articles started coming out saying... We've got major support from Tim Sheens. That's coming from Laurie Daly, Ricky Stewart, Mal Meninga and Benji Marshall, four players that he coached. We're not asking for opinions from other coaches or big wigs in the NRL. We're asking for opinions of four players that Sheens coached. It, the, I could just see it coming. I could just see it coming. There was all, suddenly this tighter oh, support for Tim Sheens. I think there was definitely this shift yeah, due to the PR machine where you were hearing a lot of... And, and he said in an article... It was during an interview with Buzz Rothfield that I decided maybe I do want this head coaching job. I was like, oh, give me a break. Oh, wow. Come on. That's cute. There you go. Yeah. Buzz I, Rothfield made me see the light. <laughs> Buzz is like Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it, Five-year deal. The Tigers are just obsessed with five-year deals. Obsessed. They were throwing a five-year deal at Seraldo. They've, they've gone, they've gone five-year deals in the past. They just yeah. need to go to, what about a two-year deal? And we'll see how it goes. And then make an upgrade of some sort. Isn't that what, isn't that what you do? Yeah. Oh. If they lose Jackson Hastings, it is oh, like, I, I just feel for Tigers fans. I don't know. The, I, I've, I've heard split opinions from yeah. Tigers fans. Some love it. Mm. Some hate it. Um, there's no sort of single overarching feeling from Tigers fans one way or the other, but, uh, I think it's, I think it's as much a PR stunt. They needed, they needed something. Could they have done this right? Could they have made Luke Brooks their coach? (laughs) Captain coach. Yeah. And then that, that money that, you know, he's on a million dollars next year or something that goes onto the coaches because the coaches aren't under the salary cap, right? Would you take Luke Brooks at the Knights? No. Okay. No. (laughs) <laughs> no, maybe at the start of the season, yes, but yeah. I think there's bigger. F- I'd take Hastings now. Like yeah. they can have yeah. Luke Brooks. I mean, we're going to have to pay significant money to get Brooks. And at the moment, what's Luke Brooks? What, 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 like, let's say Luke Brooks isn't on a million dollars next year. If he was re-signing with a club, what would you pay for him? Three fifty. Yeah, four hundred. Yeah. That's a stretch, even. Yeah. I think. Just the yeah. way he's been playing, his confidence yeah. is down. He, he's definitely yeah around the three hundred thousand mark. And so the Knights, the Tigers would expect that they'd have to cough up. 800. Yeah. And <laughs> and then you go, that's a bad decision, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just think they need to free up any salary cap they can there with Luke Brooks because it's not working. Well, I, I just gave it to them. Make him the coach, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I just want to see Luke Brooks in a different team. I don't really care which team. I just yep. see him in a different team because I just think so much of Luke Brooks's form is just the team that he is in and, and the what has been going around for the past few years and Probably a bit rattled by that. Salford. I reckon that's his team. <laughs> Salford. You can see a man of steel in his future. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'd go well over there, don't you reckon? Yeah. It'd be cool if, like, at the end, of, I'm just, like, spitballing ideas here, but if you got to the point of, like, where the teams that can't make the eight uh, in a certain point in the season, you just started swapping players. Like, you were like, yeah. Brooks, go have a crack at the Bulldogs and... Yeah, we you just see Matt Lodge s- last night. We just want to see. <laughs> they pretty much do it well. to beat a Penguin Junior to Penrith last year. You watch Melbourne. Yeah, but have... not a strategic thing, just to keep the fans interested. Yeah, engaged. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I guarantee you will see one or two more before the end of the year. Yeah. I'm thinking Melbourne are going to pick up an outside back. They're super light on. Someone like um, Joel said on his drive home show, Chance Nickel Clockstart. Yeah. Playing reserve grade now. Yep. He'd be a great little pickup for the last four or five games. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to get Tariq Sims for quite a while now, haven't they? Yes, ah, they have. Yeah. Because yeah, he's Good playing one. there next year. Yeah. So there's been chat again that he that they want him now. What's the date? JA that they've got to get players across now? Is it like 31st of August, yeah, I think? Yeah, yeah, I think it's the end of August. So they've got another six weeks um, to get a player leading into the semis. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've seen the last of player movements for the year. What about players from England coming back? You know, Bevan French. Oh, uh, let's oh, chat wow. about Bevan. That. <laughs> he was Seven our player of the day on Channel 10. It was he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Brooksy, our producer, was saying they brought him off at the 53-minute mark. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He could have another couple. Oh, I he, know. He yeah. could have absolutely smashed. That record was there since 2005. He so could've... he's playing for... Wigan. Wigan. And yeah. who are they playing against? Hull. Hull. A Hull, one of the battlers. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. What was that total score in that game, Tina? Must be. Mark, you just laughed. Are they... <laughs> you're, you're, you're... No, I don't know nothing. I'm Scottish. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you must have been a fan or something and you were He's like... He's a whole fan. <laughs> He's a secret whole fan. But yeah. that seven tries was interesting because today uh, my son, Dempsey, he played um, his final game for the under six uh, South Eastern Seagulls. Yeah. And I'm the coach and I had to come on air. So I stayed for the... Um, the three quarters, it was a four quarter match, and we were playing mascot who have uh, Talakai's son as well in the team, who's right. an absolute weapon. Yeah. And uh, we were right in it. And I left and he'd scored two tries. Anyway, I got a call from him just before I come on air, and he goes, Dad, I ended up scoring seven tries. And he goes, I just read about it online. Um, and apparently that's the most tries ever scored by anyone in the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is his statement. Firstly. Take that, Bevan French. Yeah. yeah. I know. Firstly, he's five, can't read, right? <laughs> so I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know where he's done his research. but um, No, nah, don't worry about it. Yeah, I think he's an anti-vaxxer. So yeah. <laughs> he's doing his own research. He might be our player of the day. Is there any footage of it? Yeah, I've got, I've got to try for yeah, you. He'll, uh, he'll have Wigan scouts on the line. <laughs> he will. Or the West Tigers. Maybe he'll be coaching them next year. Five-year contract. Yes, 100%. Um, we, we actually only lost by two in the end. They were the best team. We only won one game all season, so it was a good result oh, wow. today. Yeah, Great result. Well, yeah. Does Talakai's son uh, carry the ball in one hand, run cross-field? Just off his own try line? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, on the other team, Morgan Harper's son was there as well. <laughs> he just picked him up and threw him in the garbage. <laughs> he did not. Uh, um, afternoon team, we've got a text in from the Reptile. Afternoon team, Magnum PI, my bunnies are going to pump your team tonight. Ah, oh, we'll see. I don't right. know. I feel uh, we uh, generally no, stack no. up well against uh, South Sydney, um, the Bulldogs. Yeah, see this, how we go. You've played them this season already? Yeah, we were beating them. That's right. On yeah. the Good Friday game, yeah. then got a 10 in the bin that was a little bit contentious and they kind of ran right in the second half. Yeah. And that was when Barrett was coaching too. So you heaps better now. Yeah, so we got plus 24 <laughs> points well. since then. Um, I'm interested to see what South do back half of this season. Um, Luttrell is in fine form. Jeez, we could have used him for, for New South Wales. But I'm interested to see what South can do back half of the year. Well, we're going to talk about that, and we're also going to unpack the Eels and the Warriors next. Stay with us. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au.
and they survive another ride here. They go left-hand side. The pass was magical from Reed Marnie. He looked to the right, but he knew that Wunga Blake was parked to the left-hand side. He scores the try. Ultimately, it had to pay the price. The defensive line of the Warriors, four points to nil, Parramatta. A kick to come from Tenny from the sideline. They play the ball back here. Two metres short of the goal line. Egan, the no-looker. Goes to Johnson, but he found Sevo. Sevo's over the 30. The chase is coming. Walsh has pinned them back. Sevo, he gets to Walsh. Gets the pass. One of the play gets around them. They score a magnificent try, Parramatta. Marnie said play, Pommelie. Pommelie, power. Power over the line. And a little bit of comfort now for Brad Arthur. Brown in the touchline. Leaks up with Mike Acevo. Get ready for the Sevo chant. 30 metres to go. 20 metres to go. Sevo! That'll get him up. Johnson to the line. Out the back away. Now goes to Cozzy. Cozzy for the try line. Big Edward Cozzy. Over the top of Gutherson. And he looks down upon him. He scores the try. Four remaining. Parramatta 28. Warriors 10 with a kick to come. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Remember, you can call us on 1300 011170. Text 0457 736 736. Chris has called in from Rose Bay. Chris, are you there? Good. Yeah, I'm here, guys. I just wanted to comment on Joey Manu, the incident yesterday. I think it's disgraceful what he did. In, in light of the fact that I personally think injuries are the biggest blight on our game, in rugby league and concussions, and I think they'll probably dictate who wins the premiership and who makes the eight. And to see what he did yesterday, and he admitted after the game that he put it on, um, I just think, what happens next week if he has a legitimate injury and three or four of the defensive players jump on him? Um, We saw yesterday two Roosters players with season-ending injuries. Um, They're faking it too, are they, Chris? Are they they faking it as well? No, they weren't faking you it. You sure? But I just think, well, look, I, I think Smith's out for the year. and Yeah, yeah but I, I mean, there's but, a good chance he could be faking it, Chris. You never know. <laughs> well, I, I just I just think that, that what he did yesterday was like the players respect each other. They thought he was injured. Probably they left him alone and he's done that. Where does it end then? I think that what he what, it sets a terrible precedent for our game. You've got to watch out for players who are injured. A lot of players do it. And to see what he did yesterday, it puts a seed of doubt in defensive teams' minds, mm. um, which shouldn't be there. And I just thought it was a terrible look. Chris, have you ever faked anything in your life? Like anything? You ever at any point? Oh, yes. Yes, I, I, I have. Okay, right. But, well, fill us are in. Talking well, in the bedroom. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, not there. Not there. But, 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 but can you understand what? Can you yeah. understand no, what I'm saying, though? Yeah, I do absolutely. understand what you're saying, Chris, yep. and I think you're right. You don't want this situation when then a player is getting injured and then. Blokes are going, well, are you, is he injured or not? We're all going to go at him. Um, and then someone ends up in a really bad situation. So I totally appreciate what you're saying. And it sort of reminded me of the end of the NRLW grand final when you had a Roosters player get injured and the Dragons players uh, sort of went to her. And then that final try was scored, which I think they probably would have won the game anyway. But it did remind me a little bit of that. So he, your point is definitely uh, definitely valid. He went off injured though, right? So he, he used up off. a replacement. You're right. So yeah. it's a heck of a, I mean, you, you score a try and use a replacement, like use up one of your numbers, do you? Is that all right? Or you... And did he did yeah. he say that he faked it at the end of the game? I'm I, not sure. I didn't, I didn't see that. that. I didn't see that. I thought it was cramp that he was saying. 
it's it... very on Joey Manu like to not play as a like with a bit of sportsmanship. Like it wouldn't. Yeah. It's, it would be a surprising thing for Joey Manu mm. to do. Maybe I like it. Cramp is debilitating, but it's something that. Like if you got a cramp, looked up, and there's a gap in the defensive line. Yeah, I feel line, like maybe you that could get happened. that adrenaline rush and kick again. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it it look. It perhaps was. Chris, deliberate. it looked bad. It looked bad, but I don't think there was any malice in it. Plus, it was also like they were up by 20, 30 points yeah. at the time, so it didn't have a huge impact on the game. But, but yeah, thanks for your call, Chris. And yeah, <laughs> what's Catalina like on a Sunday, Arvo, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. I, do you know what? I, I, Catalina's is overrated. I don't know. This is not targeting a lot of people. But <laughs> she, it's an airport, basically, that restaurant. It's meant to be one of Sydney's best restaurants. And, like, yeah. you sit outside and it's no constantly KFC. like... There's just planes flying in, landing the on the and ocean. Yeah, and it's yeah, like you're yeah. in the middle of a chat and you're like, I'm paying... 25 bucks for a beer here and yeah. all I can hear is it's, it should be at Tempe. It's basically at Tempe. <laughs> Alright, they uh, won't be sponsoring anytime soon. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Eels. 28 defeated the Warriors. 18 um, Reed Marnie was um, instrumental for the Warriors. Uh, what would you make of this game? This I don't know where the Eels are. Like It wasn't that impressive. They kind of limped home against the Tigers Um previously and and now a, a lackluster performance. I thought there's times when they can turn it on. Um, a guy like Mitch Moses is somewhat of an emotional barometer for them. You see him kind of spark up, puts on a couple of great tries, and then things simmer down again. I, I don't know. I don't know about the Eels. I'm not convinced. Yeah, the Eels, I mentioned this last week on the show, that they're, the, the Knights always bring teams down to their crappy standard, right? So yeah. we're, we're about to play Canberra. Um, everyone was like, Canberra are going to flog us here. And I said, Canberra haven't played at our crappy standard yet, right? So, yeah. And I feel and you brought like, us right that's down. right. We bring them down. And so, Parramatta seem to do this. They'll play at the level of whoever they're playing against. You're right. So, yeah. if they play Penrith, all of a sudden it's an incredible match and they yeah. almost beat them. All of a sudden they get beat by the Tigers, you and know, the or the Bulldogs. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's like they're just one of those teams. They must be frustrating to coach. Um, yeah. to just sort of don't have their own standard. They just, so I feel like if they make the, um, the eight, they're going to be hard to beat. I think, yeah, they they could win the comp. They could exit first week of the finals. I don't know. And this, for mine, and, uh, you know, it's not, I'm not alone on this opinion. I think this is their year to win the comp or I it's going to be another, is. it's going to be a long time till they're, they're there again. And uh, interesting news during the week that Isaiah Papali'i was look, getting a bit concerned about going to the Tigers. <laughs> and a backflip. Yeah. What a shock. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, if I um, was him, I'd be on the Olympic diving team. I'd do that many backflips. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, get me the hell um, out of there. And he sort of spoke then um, after that speculation came out, and the quotes are, that's not my focus at the moment, he said. I want to make sure I put my best foot forward in this season I have here by playing week to week and worrying about that job. Um, whatever happens, happens. Certainly didn't seem like a didn't resounding no. Like, oh, I really want to stay at the – I really want to go to the Tigers vibes. <laughs> he's yeah. playing outstanding footy. He so, is. look, he, he's going to be great for the Tigers. And you throw Coruscant into that. Yeah. And and they're going to be a much different team, you, I think, if, especially if, if they get – If he ends up there. If yeah, he goes. Especially yeah. if um, Brooks ends up at Salford as well. So, <laughs> it'll be hard to know. But, um, yeah, look – you, you would be, if you had signed with the Tigers for next year, wouldn't you be going through every part of your contract just looking for a clause? Just going, all right, is there one here? Is there one there? Yeah. Do I have to go? And and the thing, that's the thing about these contracts is um, there, would not be, there wouldn't be anything in there where you could get out, but you just sort of, you know, 
agitate a little bit and these things happen. You sound like mine and my kids when I ask them if they want to go, you know, to the park and they're trying every way they can to get, I don't know, I'm not going, no, I don't want to go. Yeah. We're not going, why do we have to go? That's, that's what he sounded like. Um, yeah, so the eels, so I, I, I'm sort of with you a bit, Miss Arlott. I, I feel like they, during the year, have never at one point looked like, yeah, they're definitely going to be there no. at the end. Yeah, and they you, you trumpet their chances and, like, I've come on here a couple of times and said, I think they can win the comp. And then the next week I look like an idiot because they get beat by the wooden spooners. So yeah. it's just, it's they're a hard team to pick. They must be, again, a frustrating team to follow. Sevo C- looked good. Yeah, he did, didn't yeah. he? He yeah. was incredible. Yeah, Although, 55 metre sprint down the sideline. He looked bloody slow. Do you remember when he did that run? I was like, he scores. And then all of a sudden I'm like, he's going backwards. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I don't know what the uh, fullback was doing. From or It was a winger or something come across. And, and luckily, um, Waka Blake, Waka Blake just sort of cruised up and... Yeah, and yeah. It, but I, I looked, he looked very slow. He's coming back from an ACL, okay, yeah. um, which is a tough recovery. So he probably would have lost a little bit of speed. Um, but yeah, he adds he adds a lot to their attack. I just yeah, same same thing. Um, they could they could win the comp. They could get knocked out of the semis first round. And the really strange thing that happened in this game, which wasn't in the game, but afterwards, um, Mitch Moses had to require a police escort to leave the stadium because he received death threats earlier in the week. That's not on. Yeah. Terrible no. form. It wasn't Chris from Rose Bay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible form there, but yeah. This we will uh, unpack the Sharks, 26 defeating the Cowboys. Next, this is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Now it comes from Nico Hines, Moylan out the back, Kennedy, Raymond for the corner, in the in goal area, try. They slid the Cowboys and didn't move up, and Jesse Raymond has scored the first try of the night. Towns into the line, Leilua, quick hands, Hiku, Hiku into a bit of space. Now off Cole Felt for the corner, try. The Cowboys are in, Cole Felt brings it round towards the centre of the ground and scores the try. The Cowboys on the board. Now it comes here from Robson to Townsend. Short ball into space. Tabuai Fado. And there's the try for the North Queensland Cowboys. Plays the ball back. Last tackle. Through the hands it comes to Hines. Grubber into the Ingall area. Hampton's lost it. And they've scored through Teague Wilson. Ben Hampton had it covered and just dropped it cold. Again here, Katoa goes straight through straight the middle, through. over the halfway line. Oh, There's no one at home. He's going to race away and score. Tabuay Fidoe chasing, felt chasing. They won't get there. Cronulla are in. Katoa scores on the back of the mistake from Chad Townsend. It's 24-12 with a kick to come. The Sharks extend the lead. Sharks 26 defeated the Cowboys 12. Uh, There's some absolute idiot on with Julian <laughs> King two weeks ago. Saying the Sharks had only, they faced the bottom five twice and they'd only faced the top eight once and they were absolute pretenders. Oh, that was me. Oh, there you <laughs> oh, go. You I it. was saying yeah. they were absolute pretenders. But again, I said this this little period where they faced the Cowboys, the uh, Storm, I think they faced the, I think um, got the Panthers coming Panthers, up as well. And yeah. then the Rabbitohs. I said, this is going to sort them out. It hasn't. They're two from two. I'm glad yeah. you called yeah. you. I'm glad it was you who was the idiot. Yeah, because, you were looking yeah, at me there normal, like, ooh. I normally. It, well, I, I'd said as well, leading into the Sharks-Bulldogs game, I thought I said, I think the Sharks have uh, sort of run their, their season mm. early on and they're, oh. they're going to decline. Mm. Wow. I was wrong. I also heard you say um, on breakfast uh, on Origin Eve, yeah. um, we're going to go – 
We're gonna we're gonna go and smash those losers. Yeah, we're gonna smash those losers on their home turf. That went well. Yeah. How was the backlash from that one? Yeah. Trust me, the yeah. following morning, uh, Thursday morning, I reckon we were eighty percent Queensland listeners and callers. We had people messaging in saying, "I'm literally listening to this show rather than SENQ just to hear you guys suffer." Oh. We got peppered. We got absolutely peppered. Is... But you know, live by the sword, die by the side. Sword. I was so confident for Origin, like. Oh, but this it's is what so happens frustrating to being us. a New South Welshman. I thought we were going to absolutely flog them as well, but yep. this is what happens, though. You get living in this false sense of security, like 2020. and what Were you guys all watching at home? Yeah. Yep. What did you do when Ben Hunt caught that ball and started making for the try line? Uh, I celebrated my multi. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's always that way on to make you feel better when your team's lost if you've had a bet on the other team. I often do. Yeah, I do my, that too. My yeah. initial was I screamed like, get him. And then I realized that Yo didn't have the legs. And then I sunk into the lounge. I was like, it's done. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. It's over. That's another no, year. No, but of... I felt like it was over before that. And yeah. I just thought, nah, we're, we're gassed. Like, we are done now. Yeah. And so then I was I'm just cheering my multi home. <laughs> I just had this little flickering of hope. And I was like, Cleary oh, will done. put it up here. There's a 50-50 chance. Then when he caught that. You know, I'm not a diehard Blues. Like, I do go for New South Wales, and I am. But, you know, those people who, like I made him on yesterday, was like, I still can't talk about the origin. Yeah. yeah. He's devastated. Whereas I was stoked for Ben Hunt. Like, yes. when he caught it, he yeah. ran away. And in my head, yeah. I was like, we've lost again. I thought, oh, how good is this for him? You know, all those yeah. memories of him dropping the ball in that grand final and he's had to live yeah, by that. Yeah. This year, there was a lot of million-dollar talk in the last year. He's not worth that money. Yeah. You know, he's leading the Dally M or he's thereabouts. And yeah. he won them the game, really. Like, you know, he, his eye was on the ball. You know what it. I think dictates sometimes how passionate you are about State of Origin? It's the amount of time you spend around Queenslanders. Yeah. So I'm from Port Macquarie, so we're pushing up a little yes. bit closer to the Queensland border. <laughs> yeah. There's more of those guys trickling down into New South Wales yeah. up that way. So a lot of Queensland supporters, so you're very passionate. But for 10 years, I was swimming on the Australian swim team, which is 90, 95% Queenslanders. And every year we'd go away around this time of year. It would be World Champs, Com Games, Olympics, whatever it was. And for that 10-year period, I think Queensland won nine of the 10 yeah. series. So I'd get peppered by Queenslanders every year. And that's turned me into such a hardened <laughs> New South Wales fan that I take it personally when we lose. I, I had trouble sleeping no, after see, I'm that a bit, game. I'm a bit the same as you, um, Steve. I don't get as upset as a Queensland fan does. No. So I yeah. think if you're a Queenslander, and I think your point is right, it's if you've got a lot of um, – you know, friends that are Queenslanders or you're up sort of closer to the border. I yeah. think you're a more passionate yep. blue. And it was something that um, Paul Kent was saying during the week. He was um, on NRL 360. He was talking about this and said, you know, is the passion sort of there as a blues fan or blues in general over Queensland? And I think you're you're right. Like you and I, I didn't get super upset. I was like, you know what? I am happy for mm. Ben Hunt. I'm really sad we lost the series, but I'm not awake like missile. Yeah, I couldn't sleep. <laughs> Staring at the roof. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. I'm I was happy like, for Ben Hunt and my multi. You get up and you write notes. You did write like, how can we? Because you know what, nah. what annoys me is the next day before it's even lunchtime. There's a Fox Sports article about the 2023 Origin team. Yeah, and I'm like, calm down. It's yeah, like asking yeah, me, yeah. what do you want for dinner next yeah. Christmas? Like, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> just leave it. I do stay awake sometimes though, and like think about a really bad Raiders loss. Uh, okay, like that hurts me so much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they lose a real close game, I'm just like, oh man, and I go through it and I yeah. think about See, it. See, I'm I'm probably not 
on par. Like a Bulldogs loss will upset me as well. So I'm not on par with New South Wales and Bulldogs. Bulldogs are just in front. But a couple of things from that game burnt me. So our shining light at the Bulldogs is Matt Burton, and he gets physically assaulted. <laughs> so that's upsetting. Yeah. And then as, as a New South Welshman, we, we get beaten. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I could not sleep. And I had to get up at 4.30 the next morning to come in and do breakfast radio. So you just stayed and up. And I knew yeah. I was going to get peppered. Yes. No, I didn't stay up. I tossed and turned and got a couple of hours. But um, there's only one thing worse than losing to Queensland. It's then having to read out messages from 100 Queenslanders peppering you. There's one here from Adrian. Do you want to read it? Yeah, go on. Uh Uh-oh. Go on. Uh Uh-oh. New South Wales selectors messed up deluxe. As a Queensland fan, Adrian from Drural, so that's great. As a Queensland fan, I was rejoicing when Luttrell ruled himself out. Something I thought was not permissible. Queensland would have convinced him to play. Luttrell should have been selected in the centres for Crichton, who was terrible in games one and three, and Whiten, the Blues' best player in game one for Talakai, who did very little in game two and made a bunch of errors in game three. Yeah, he's right. I thought it was admirable what Luttrell did. I, yeah. can't, I can't have a crack at Luttrell there. I would never have a crack at Luttrell. Like, he thinks he's underdone for what he is capable of, right? Like, Imagine- we've watched him play the last two rounds, and he's still amazing, but that's not the peak of his nah. abilities. Um, it was a heavy game too. Imagine and, yeah. that loss and he had played. Oh, he would have got Who smashed. Who would have been all over the <laughs> yeah, paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for the journos to smash him for not playing and that be the yeah. reason that we lost. To go, like oh, I put a tweet up and said, who's going to be the first journo that blames Latrell for yeah. this loss even though he didn't play? Um, Jack Whiten was the one. I remember saying, I think we were with you, Jaleesa, and I said, oh, I probably wouldn't have Whiten in my game one team and you were surprised. He's the best player in game one, so that completely swung my view on him. I could not believe they left Jack White now. Uh, Ricky Stewart was saying, too, there was a quote um, from Ricky Stewart. Uh, I just want to find it here about that, but he was basically supporting um, Jack White and... um, It'll be interesting to see how Whiten plays today. He's obviously starting. Oh, he's yeah. in for a big one. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then you've got Munster on the other side of the card as well. So. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Munster fresh off a week off. Yeah, imagine Munster locked away in that room for the week. I reckon he was tempted. He was looking at that minibar going, oh, oh. No. Yeah. <laughs> would have been um, would have been interesting. It would... Did you find that quote? No, no I didn't. Keep <laughs> uh, going, but we've digressed yeah. a little bit. We were right. meant to be talking about the Cowboys and the Sharks. Um, so the Cowboys rested um, Tom Deard and Valentine Holmes and Jer- Jeremiah Nenai. Um, but, yeah, obviously the Sharks over the top of them. Would they have made a difference? Probably. The smart money was for the Sharks when Dave Riccio wrote that article and said the Queensland Sheds were like a Vegas penthouse. Yes. And the leading man was Tom Dearden. Well, ah. When I saw that, I was like, <laughs> he's not playing. I saw Jai Arrow on the Today oh, Show. And that was He was still belted at like 9am the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> will, we'll have to take a break, but we'll unpack more of this after the break. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Joins Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robinsoncivil.com.au. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. You're with Jaleesa at Steve Philp and James Magnuson. That quote I was talking about, Jack shouldn't have started, should have started. This is from Ricky Stewart. Jack should have started or had Talakai's spot on the bench. Wednesday night was made for Jack Whiten. He thrives on that intensity and physicality. And I can guarantee one thing. If it was Jack, I know Dane Gagai wouldn't be punching him in the head. Yeah. So Philby from the Capitol on our text line has echoed that sentiment from Ricky Stewart. He said, Gagai wouldn't go after Jack like he did Burton. Jack's sneaky, deadly on the knuckle. 
saw that footage of him taking down like four guys on the camera course. So, yeah, <laughs> um, Jack fighting. Yeah. Uh, Jack we've, we've got another text here from Jack. He says, what about the fourth man in? Tino headlocks Burton. Gilbert, Gilbert then runs in with a shoulder charge. Mm. It's true. And then uh, Pat Carrigan got to it before a New South Wales player as well. So at one point it was four. Yeah. I was surprised not one. to see Sam Tido run in as well. <laughs> <laughs> from the commentary box. Yeah. He was uh, mad for that, wasn't he? Matt from Coff says, good afternoon, guys. What Steve said is exactly why people say that New South Wales don't have the passion oh, like Queensland. Yeah, I told a friend of mine that I wish I was from Queensland, oh, and he no. got really upset because yeah, he thinks if one state cares more than the other, then origin could die. No, do you know <laughs> what? It, it would if there was a big run of I – th- I sort of agree with that. If there was a big run of New South Wales winning, it, we sort of need Queensland to – be dominant within yeah. the decade because otherwise I do think they could. We should be, and, and, you know, Queensland fans will disagree, but on paper we should be five series in a row right now. Uh, we've had the better team for five years <laughs> and we've lost two of those five. Yeah, There's crazy. E- Eels Muzz also said, not Roosters Muzz, there's a couple of Muzzes, but <laughs> Eels Muzz says, I'm with Joey Johns about the passion for the jersey. The next day after the loss, talking to Queensland mates, I decided to start early and yelled, go the Blues, down the phone. I'll continue that all year. At the end of the day, the Blues were beaten by a better team on the night. Each game can go either way, but regardless, it is an amazing series of sport that we can all agree on. Yeah, It broke a bunch of records, didn't it, rating, ratings-wise? Yeah, it did. Uh, we have to have a look at the Panthers and the West Tigers. Uh, time now for what we're gearing up for. Thanks to Dometic, make your next adventure effortless with Dometic Go Collection. Just pack, stack, and go. Panthers... The ultimate disrespect, resting basically all the time. No, <laughs> look, it's a smart play, isn't it, Steve? <laughs> yeah, well, I heard someone during the week say it's basically the Panthers' reserve great team. And I don't know how Kickow and Fisher-Harris and Dylan Edwards and True. Targo yeah. and Taylor May, and yeah. um, they've still got a very good team. And I don't know if you've looked at the New South Wales Cup standings, but they're going pretty well back there too. And I don't know if you've watched many of the Tigers games, but they're not going great. Mm. So... I the Panthers still win this game. I'm all over it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Panthers, Panthers. I don't think they'll run up a huge score like some would expect. I think Jackson Hastings to 13 will be interesting to see. Um, Luke Brooks continues to keep his spot in the starting side, uh, despite uh, what Tigers fans are saying. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how Jackson Hastings goes in that 13. I, I, Report saying is none too happy about being moved into the forwards. Hastings came out last week, yeah. defended Luke Brooks and said, and uh, "Yeah, that you know, I'm not thinking about my own spot because, but Brooks, you know, definitely in the halves." And then he gets moved out of the halves. It was funny. We were talking about that, weren't we? In yeah. The post-match presser where he said, "Well, hang on, I've, I'm still fighting for a spot too." And you and I both said, <laughs> well, "Hang on, lay low." Yeah. <laughs> Don't totally. don't give them the option of moving you, and they've done that. He, totally, I think he that's his own fault. Jackson Be careful Hastings. what you wish for. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He came out and said it. Someone was like, "Oh, whoever coaches that, who coaches that team?" By the way, Tuck Morley. Yeah, I don't think he does. Uh, <laughs> Robbie Farrar is definitely the coach. I think yeah. uh, ja- I don't mind seeing Jackson Hastings at lock, but I really would like to see him and uh, and Dewey in the halves together, but. You know what they say? Someone once told me, never be too good at a bad job if you yeah. don't want to be in luck. You I'd, can't like to, be. I'd like to know Jackson's Hastings' thoughts on playing 13 after he's forced to make 40 tackles today. 
Mm. Yeah. I think he'll get yeah. over it pretty quickly. Yeah, he's pretty lippy, isn't he? Uh, yeah, Hastings. he does so get a bit of lippy. He'll probably yeah. pipe down from not having many lungs out there today, but uh, we'll see how they go. I imagine what you're gearing up for, though, James, is the Bulldogs and the Rabbitohs. What, what, who do you think's going to Absolutely. Win Look, I last last uh, outing was a little hiccup for the Bulldogs in that torrential rain against the Cronulla Sharks, but I still think they've turned a corner this season and they'll be competitive against uh, the Rabbitohs. Uh, I'm much less confident given that Luttrell's back in the side and he's on a bit of a tear. Um, Cook's out. Yeah, Cook out and Cameron Murray out. Um, So I I give the Bulldogs a chance, a fighting chance. I think it'll be a close game. Um, I think it'll be a very physical game. Um, And I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll it'll be competitive. You're heading out there? You didn't go to their last one. No, I'm actually, I'm going furniture shopping. Oh, here we go. That Um, sounds expensive. That sounds expensive. I'm sure it will be. Um, But yeah. What are you looking for? Everything. Okay. Yeah, so I've just moved house. I've got a place in Bondi, so I'm looking Great. to deck out the entire house. It annoys me when they name a couch. You know when you see it, like, it's yeah. called the Coogee? Yeah, yeah, like, well, they do. What, what's in they? the back of that couch? Four dirty backpackers? You know? <laughs> 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 On that note. <laughs> hello uh, to all our listeners in Coogee. <laughs> yeah, hello, everybody in Coogee. That is Steve's views only. <laughs> uh, that was gearing up. Thanks to the medic. The final hour is coming up. We're out of here, um, but we've, you've got Adam Peacock, Stephen O'Keefe, and the professor, James Rochford, on his crunch time taboo. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.